Welcome into A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan. And we are A to Z Sports. And we are powered by BetMGM. We love BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, all in one word, as your bonus code for a new user. We love BetMGM. You can get in on the action, whether it's draft, NBA playoffs, uh, you know, college baseball you can bet on. And bet on Major League Baseball. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. Wilson County Hyundai right there on the screen. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They've got you covered when it comes to your perfect make and model. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com today. FBHP.com slash A to Z is Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They help you out when you're in need. I have a plan with Farm Bureau Health Plans. You should have a plan as well. That's FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. And the Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. It is It is trusted all across Middle Tennessee. they got a state-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. Satellite locations all across the mid-state. That right there is Bone and Joint Institute. And Aura, a brand-new sponsor that we love and they've got you covered to keep you safe from the dark web. They're a brand new sponsor. You can get two weeks for free at aura.com slash A-T-O-Z and see how many data brokers are sharing your information. You never want that, right? They call you. They find out where you are. Aura is a great place and a place, great place to go to prevent that. All right, Sam. Let's get this party started. So this is a tough day for Titans fans. We're going to start with the news that just happened, and then we're going to get to the tough news that we're going to put out there on the table. But just coming down uh, the Twitter timeline is Ian Rappaport. And let me read you this live. This was tweeted at 8.07. That was currently uh, about 18 minutes ago. Ian Rappaport says, Sources, the 49ers have received inquiries from several teams looking into a potential trade for former number three pick Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them, with teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. Now, Brock Purdy injured and had surgery on his throwing elbow in that NFC Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles, You've saw, seen him in a cast on social media, but because Rand Carthon comes from San Francisco, there is a connection there. So let's get your initial reaction on that with Ian Rappaport reporting that the 49ers receiving inquiries from several teams on quarterback Trey Lance. Yeah, I think this is something that has made sense for a while on paper. Really, as soon as the season ended and you saw what Brock Purdy did with San Francisco, there was a consensus around the league that Trey Lance was likely did not have a place as a future piece or a future starter with the 49ers. So it just hasn't worked. They tried to go with him as their starter last year. He got hurt again. And, uh, you know, Brock Purdy stepped in and Wally pipped him. So, uh, you know, Trey Lance is on the block. I think that was made all but a guarantee when they signed Sam Darnold, right? I mean, like you, there was some questions about whether or not they would keep Trey Lance given Purdy's injury situation, but you signed Sam Darnold, who now is a, veteran backup with some decent upside given Kyle Shanahan's system and if you really need a guy to start for a couple weeks while Purdy is uh, coming back from his injury you have a guy that's very capable there now so a team like the Titans uh, a couple other teams around the league should absolutely have interest in Lance who we know has the upside and the athleticism and the frame to be a top quarterback prospect and obviously you'd like to think at least Rand Carthon has to like him because of what the 49ers gave up to go and get that guy in the draft just a few years ago so it I think it makes sense it's a rumor that has you know the dots have kind of connected with this one really since Rand got hired as Titans GM and uh, I would not be surprised if that was something that you continue to hear about until he gets moved. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow and go over Trey Lance's contract details because that 
has value. Ryan Tannehill has value in this conversation because of the amount of money he has paid. Trey Lance is not a develop. I mean, he is a developmental quarterback, but he's been in the league. It's not as developmental as yeah. Will Levis, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or Hendon Hooker. If you choose to go that route, so a, a lot to unpack there. So we'll 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 kind of wait and see what more rap sheet comes out with today, and if there's any movement on that, we'll probably do a show on that tomorrow. Let's get to our topic today, though, because. Let's see here. Uh, we had a question from MB. It says, how is that supposed to be a tough morning, Zach? Well, MB, that is not the tough morning. The tough morning is what could happen on draft day. And the, the tough morning is what we're going to ask Titans fans today here on A to Z Sports. So, Sam, I'm going to let you tell the story of the last couple of months of what has gone on in rumors surrounding two superstars, and the Titans don't have a lot of superstars, but two of them on the Tennessee Titans roster, there's been some rumors swirling around both of them. Maybe there's a possibility where one or two of them could be moved for a better position or a better player within the roster due to the circumstances and the contract. So, Sam, tell the fine folks kind of a recap of the last couple of months of what we've been hearing and, and kind of what we're going to talk about today. Well, listen, Zach, this has been forgotten. I, forgotten about? Is that fair? Within the Titans fan base and within media, I, I think the Jeffrey Simmons contract extension really did a lot for the morale of the Titans fan base, the direction that people feel confident in. They are really buying in and believing to Rand Carthon as they should. I mean, he has given them no reason not to trust his plan and his vision for the future of this team. But it doesn't change the numbers. It doesn't change the salaries or the contracts or the difficult spot that Rand and the Titans are going to be in as the draft approaches. So this was back during the NFL combine, as Titans fans will remember, when they were reportedly shopping Derrick Henry. Now, we really never got clarity on whether that was they were listening to offers or actively pursuing trade partners. I interpreted that as well as you, I believe, as actively pursuing a trade partner. That is kind of how I defined uh, how I defined shopped, right? I mean, that is going and pursuing a move using Derrick Henry. So you see that from Mike Silver and the reports that came out there. Well, the Kevin Byard situation unraveled as well with his, you know, contract situation, his, you know, will he take a pay cut? The Titans asked Kevin to take a pay cut. He doesn't want to. We really haven't gotten any sort of resolution to that. As of right now, he's still a Tennessee Titan. But this is Jeremy Fowler's quote from SportsCenter this weekend saying that, hey, make no mistake about it. This hasn't gone away for the Titans in lieu of the Jeffrey Simmons signing and the draft approaching Fowler says, this is one I'm watching. We talked about Buda Baker being uh, earlier as being available high end safety. This is another one referring to Bayard where he's not necessarily available via trade uh, that, or that he's been shopped, but something could give with his contract. He's a player who wants to retire in Tennessee, wants to stay there, believes he's playing at a high, has been playing at a high level for years. And he has been, his play hasn't dropped off. So he's not eager to take any sort of pay cut. Something has to give. And I do think at the end of the day, he would be open to a trade if the Titans wanted to explore it. So these rumors have not gone away. Um, and as the draft approaches here, as you pointed out, you know, as we were on the phone earlier this morning, we are, you know, a week from like round one here being right up upon us. So the Titans are going to have some very difficult decisions to make very quickly, because if you're moving on from either one of these guys, you're going to want to get draft capital that can help you this season. Um, and I think Titans fans need to keep in mind that this is still a very real possibility we could be dealing with on draft night. Eric says not for long. Welcome to the NFL. And it leads us into our tough question. You have to answer one of the two. None or neither will not be read. I'm, I'm reading the comments. I've made that executive decision. Not reading them. Okay, I'm going to skim over. 
You have to pick one. I'm going to pick one. Sam's going to pick one. We want the chat to pick one. Would you rather trade to improve the Titans on draft night, Kevin Byard or Derrick Henry? Who would you rather trade to improve the Titans roster on draft night, Kevin Byard or Derrick Henry? I know this is a question. I told MB, I told you, this is a tough, this is a tough show. You're picking which kid do you love more, right? Is it your firstborn son or is it your firstborn daughter? I, it's tough, right? But you have to pick one. So the question is to repeat, who would you rather trade to improve the Titans roster on draft night? Kevin Byard or Derrick Henry? Sam very well, eloquently talked about both Henry and Byard and the circumstance over the last couple of months. We'll get to your comments, but first, I'm going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans, health, dental, and vision. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I switched to 2022, and man, am I glad that I did. Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee got me covered because I took a health assessment and then got a quote and once I got a quote, I realized, wow, this health plan is a lot better than my previous health plan. They've got perfect health plans for you and your family, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're married with kids. It does not matter. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you live in the state of Tennessee, visit fbhp.com slash A to Z. You'll be happy that you did. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM is offering a Call Your Shot Wednesday. That's right, Call Your Shot Wednesday. You can opt in on the BetMGM app and place a $25 home run player prop and instantly get a $10 bonus bet when you do so. So find that player or that matchup that is just red hot and that you have to place a bet on. Maybe it is on the first place Atlanta Braves who have won eight games in a row and are absolutely surging in the NL East right now. So find that team that is uh, like cannot be stopped. Find a player that you think is going to go deep. Place a $25 player prop on that player and get a $10 bonus bet when you do so with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. A to Z Sports, the question we asked is, who would you rather trade to improve the Titans roster, Kevin Byard or Derrick Henry? Let's go to the chat. I am more interested in the comments than I think I have been all week. This is a great question. Let's see what the people say. Jay says Derrick Henry. Mark says Bayard. Martin says Henry. Jimbo says Bayard. All right, we're off to a good start. We got one and one. Frank goes Henry. So does Joshua. Trade Henry from Clayton Smith. Henry from John. Stephen King says KB. Henry from Titanium Titan. So does Daniel uh Bayard, if I have to choose one from Polly D, Bayard from Craig. Mike says Henry. Sky says Bayard, more value. Johnny says Henry. So does Devin and Billy Jones. Here's a string of Henrys with Eric and Tall Texan saying that the running back position is not as important. Michael Kennedy says Bayard. Scott says pain painfully Bayard. Tank says KB. So you have a string of three Henrys. You got a string of three Bayards. You've got Marcus that goes with Derrick Henry. Ramon goes with KB. Jarvis goes with Bayard. Uh, Mark goes with Bayard. Uh, Alex goes with Bayard. Weiss goes for Bayard. And then you've got Dylon going with Henry. But here's another more, more Bayards. You've got Joey, top tier, both going Bayard. You've got Jacobley and Brad, both going Henry. Uh, Williams goes Bayard. Joey says Henry. Do says or Dio says uh, Bayard Henry is stable, but Brent says Henry. I mean, William says Henry and Timothy says Bayard. One says Finkel, the other one says Einhorn. This is, I feel like, the closest chat response that we have had in some time. You know, there's your fair share of Henrys with Eric, Jonathan, Jordan, and and Yuri. But you see Paige and Max coming in with Bayard and Pistol Ramsey with Bayard and Richie with Bayard. So I, this is a dead race. This is wild. And I'll give a little golf clap to the chat for playing by the rules and actually picking one. I mean, that you that, laid down the law. You laid down the law great. with that one. Uh, here, real quick, let's get to some uh, lunchbox money. 
Uh, John says Henry because the offense is operated more balanced without Henry, and they already uh, proven that they can win without Henry being on the field. And you saw that a couple of years ago when he went out with his foot injury. Uh, injury. Uh, and Zachary Parvis is is perfect first two nights talking about um, in Jigba it looks like, and uh, at eleven at Darnell Washington at forty one. Uh, you've got the third right there or any interior lineman. So Zachary Purvis coming in with really three picks for the Titans. Let's get back on track though, Sam. What would you do if you were the Titans to improve your roster and you had to trade one of the two, Kevin Byard or Derrick Henry, the chat is split. Where do you reside? Well, I understand why the chat is split. Um, because I believe your heart tells you one answer and your brain tells you another answer because you don't have too many face of the franchise, future Hall of Fame, generational talents like Derrick Henry that come across your franchise and uh, you never want to see that era end. I mean, the Titans have been fortunate enough to go from Eddie George to Chris Johnson to Derrick Henry all within the last, you know, 20 plus years. And they've seen, you know, just a, a long, you know, successful history of running backs really since this franchise came into existence. But those guys don't come around very often, ultimately. And it would hurt to see him go. It would hurt to see him play for another team. But the logical answer and the correct answer, in my opinion, if you have to trade one of the two, would be Derrick Henry. The running back position is far more replaceable, far less impactful on a team's cumulative success than, you know, really an anchor of your defense and a safety is. Uh, Henry has a, one less year on his contract. I think he has a less high-end football left in the tank. And I think he is an easier he's far easier to replace in the Titans offense than Kevin Byard is in the Titans defense right now. So I think you have to go with Derrick Henry of the two. Like if the goal is to improve the team, if the goal is to win as many games as possible, I don't see how you make your team better by trading Kevin Byard. I don't necessarily think you're better by trading Derrick Henry either, but if it's one or the other, I think there is more of a scenario where you can move on from Henry, replace him with Hassan Haskins and a say fourth round, you know, running back rookie running back that comes in here and you can use the money in the draft capital gain to acquire other assets that fill areas of need. It has to be Derrick Henry in my opinion. So let me ask you this. Um, What else is left on the offense without Derrick Henry? Yeah, I mean, I mean that is a fair. Like, point. I, I, don't, I, I think I, you made good points, but that would be my my a counter question: is what else do you have left on your offense? That's a good point. Uh, I mean, because right, the what we know the wide receivers are an issue. We, I mean, Chigakonko is talented. Traylon Burks is talented. I think they'll make a move on a wide receiver. So now you have some young weapons with Ryan Tannehill throwing them the ball. At, but I do think the offensive line is better than what we saw last year, like at least in theory. Um, and I, I do think the balance could help them a little bit more. With balance? Help, a balance with who? Well, with, with throwing the ball a little bit more with two rookie receivers in Chigakonkwo and Kyle Phillips, potentially, rather than just like feeding it to Henry 35 times a game, your offense isn't going to be good, but it's not going to be good with Derek either. So well, it's I, better. It's a lot better with Derek, right? Because you have a piece. And I, 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 bring, I bring all of that up because and W. Calden kind of sparked me to ask that question because he says, pains me to say, but Bayard. The Titans' defense is in a far better place than the Titans' offense. Can't lose Derek with the state of our offensive weapons and what the Titans uh, uh, have. And so I read that comment. I was like, well, yeah. okay, there's a fair point. 
your defense, you're taking away more from your bad offense. But I, I, I don't believe in the idea of like taking away your from your defense to preserve your offense. Like like tearing down a strength with because you have a fear of like making a weakness weaker. I don't think makes a ton of sense to me. I, I think the the more logical route that would lead to more success is to keep Kevin Byard in your defense, have a strong, like, right? So are we operating under the assumption that the goal of this trade is to compete in 2023 and be as competitive as possible? The goal of the trade is to improve the Titans roster, right? And however you feel that way is, it could so, be, for the future, it could be for the now, it could be whatever you justify, but that's how we position the question, right? So, like, you're putting these pieces, Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard, on the table as a trade component to say, this is going to improve the roster. Well, what, what improves the roster more? Not paying $16 million to a running back. So, uh, I mean, moving on from Derrick Henry – clearing some of that salary cap space for, what? Creates... for one year though for one year. Yeah. And I mean, true. I, I think I'm operating under the 2023, you know, arc here because right. Like Ryan Tannehill's not under contract past 2023. A lot of these guys have expiring deals. So if you're going to make a move, you're either making a move, you know, with a future rebuild in mind. But the, the question is to improve the roster this year. I don't want $16 million in my running back. I want Hassan Haskins and a draft pick, a third or fourth round pick that as uh, I think the other point that the Titans have proven they can win without Derrick Henry is a very good point because uh, you see this happen in the NFL all the time that, you know, a running back in a good system with a well-balanced offense can be just as productive. Now, Derrick is a level above you know, a replacement level running back, but that doesn't mean the Titans still can't find offensive success with those guys uh, with him, not on the roster. So what happens if you use that money to go and get your number one wide receiver? What happens if you use it to trade for Deandre Hopkins? And then you, you know, you fill the left guard spot in the draft. And now you're looking at an offense that has Traylon Burks, a rookie receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, Chigakonkwo, a kind of a rebuilt offensive line, and then a couple dual threat running backs. Like that is a better use of the resources than 16 million on Henry this year. And I really am against the idea of like, well, we don't want to weaken the offense too much. So now we're going to create a problem in the secondary that also showed some issues last season. Like where would the Titans secondary have been a year ago without Kevin Byard? That that's an important conversation to have too, because they were horrific for the first eight games of the year. Yeah. I, look, I think that there's valid points all around that, right? Like I feel like this is, this is why we asked the question. I think it's a very difficult question because both have value and different value, right? Value to other teams and value to the Titans. So I have my answer. Um, I didn't know what your answer was going to be. And I think I think you answered the question well. I have a different view on some things. Uh, and I'm going to get to that. But first, Sam, could you please tell the fine folks at home about our brand new sponsor, Aura. That, look, you talk about security. That's what the Titans are, are trying to find. We've got security right here. Well, listen, anyone can find anything on the internet, Zach, and that includes your full name, your personal email, your home address, your phone number, even like relatives and family members. That's how scary the internet can be at times. But how about this? Aura, I used Aura, uh, you know, using the link that Austin sent me earlier this week. They found 26 different data brokers who had access to my information and my data. They've already removed my information from 17 of those data brokers and are actively working to remove my info from the other nine. It literally took me maybe one to two minutes. I clicked on a link. I filled out some information and my email. I hit go on my phone. I downloaded the app. And just like that, with a snap of fingers, you know, Aura was there to protect me, to look out for my data. They can do a lot more than just that too. Uh, Data brokers can profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and really anyone that wants to learn more information 
about you. They, they target that sort of info, but our sponsor Aura will identify those who are exposing your information and automatically submit op, submit opt-out requests on your behalf. They can even opt you out of junk mail, telemarketing lists, you name it. So add my name to the do not call list ahead of time. I used to get spam calls all the time, but I, now I'm using Aura to prevent that. So I don't want to see any more no caller ID coming across my phone. Aura service also features a VPN, a password manager, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app. So let Aura do the hard work and keep you safe online. If you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with our link. A two-week free trial with our link. That's what I use. And uh, I'm never going back from using Aura because they're there for me and they're there for you too. So make sure you get with our brand new sponsor and get protected online. There you go. Hey, you get all those calls. Those calls are annoying. I will say they the work. <laughs> no, yeah, they 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 waste time, and that's all we have. Uh, and you got time to make some money on BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Get a bonus bet up to a thousand dollars for new users if you use that promo code. They are the king of the sports book. To recap a little bit, we saw on March 6, 2023, the report of the Titans possibly shopping Derrick Henry. That was prior to the Panthers trading up from nine to the Bears for the number one overall pick. And then we saw this over the weekend from Jeremy Fowler. And I'll kind of recap what this paragraph says about the the pay cut that the Titans asked Kevin Byard to take. And Fowler goes on to say his play, talking about Byard's, hasn't dropped off, so he's not eager to take any sort of pay cut. Something has to give, though, and I do think at the end of the day he would be open to a trade if the Titans wanted to explore it. That's Jeremy Fowler on Kevin Byard over the weekend for ESPN. So it got us to this question. If for the Titans to approve the roster, who would you rather trade, Derrick Henry or Kevin Byard? I think that the comments have clearly been split. And some lunchbox money here saying, uh, Kane says, y'all tripping. Uh, Henry does more offensively that is mid than KB does for a top 10 defense that consistently gets burned. Make zero sense. And then uh, I think that's disrespectful to Kevin Byard, but you know, uh, Kane doesn't care, uh, yeah. <laughs> which you know, I respect. Right? Uh, and John says a little jackpot bucks says uh, Henry is easier to replace than Byard would ever be. Remember guys and gals Foreman stepped right in mid season and performed at a high level from the start. The Titans are built to run the ball. I think John brings up, uh, a valid question there and Kane says it's not valid I mean he comes back says the art the Foreman argument isn't valid that offense was healthier I mean so like is the Dante Foreman argument is Dante Deontay I, I think I say Deontay is what I've said but I don't know he's a bear now I should probably learn how to pronounce his first name um, is the Foreman argument valid when you know pointing at Henry Yes, I think it is. No, he's not the same running back as like a Hassan Haskins. But the point is, how often do you see this in the league that you kind of go, so-and-so team is moving on from this X running back and they're using a fourth round draft pick and guys come out of nowhere to be very productive. If you know how to run the ball, you know how to run the ball. And, uh, you, you know, Foreman was an example in that season of removing Derrick Henry from a successful running offense, inserting a back into it that was also able to have a ton of success in Henry's absence. So that's not to say he's as good as Henry or that he is, you know, at, on the same caliber, does the same things for the offense. But when I'm looking at damage control, I'm looking to offset $16 million that I'm paying Derrick Henry well, how can I save money, gain draft capital, and you know, not hurt my team an astronomical amount? And I keep going back to this: the Super Bowl winning leading rushers over the past you know years since two thousand and nine, and you look at the average salary of just over one million dollars, and then you realize Derrick Henry is making sixteen for the Titans this year. 
What does that do for them uh, against the cap? What does it prevent them from doing in other places on their roster? So that is the Foreman argument that maybe it is a third round or a, a fourth round draft pick this year in a good running back class that comes into the Titans offense and partnered with Hassan Haskins can be productive enough to have, you know, a well-respected run game and have $16 million and an extra draft capital to use elsewhere. That's what you need to keep in mind. So Sam, I, I like the chat have gone back and forth on this and because I, I think it's a good question and there's, there's pros and cons to both, but I think I've, I've come to the conclusion that Derek Henry and his value right now to other teams and the sexiness, I think you can get more from him for him, which creates value, not more than for than Bayard. I'm not saying that. I'm saying more for Derrick Henry because where he is in his career, what he represents, there's still tread on the tires, right? And for a team that's trying to make a Super Bowl run, I think you could get a couple of desperate teams to bid between Derrick Henry and get rid of him sell his one year when is the most profitable to trade a player is when he has an expiring contract derrick henry has an expiring contract at the end of the year i've looked at you know and i've gone through and, and looked at a ton of the comments and brent brings up the reason he trained henry over Bayard is on third down henry is on the bench a great point a great point i love derrick henry it's a great point 59 seconds on the clock, Sam. You got one timeout and you're down by six. Your favorite scenario. Where's Derrick Henry? Yeah. He's on Where the sideline. He? Yeah, he's not playing. And so, but I don't think other teams need him for that. Because if he's traded to the Bills or who knows with Joe Mixon, the Bengals, or somebody with a quarterback, you're not worried. You don't have the same problems as the Titans. Here's the other thing. Kevin Byard, I still have, think that years are left, right? Yeah. Like they don't, they, they, look, they didn't help themselves by asking him to take a pay cut, cut for the long run. But I do think that Kevin Byard wants to be with the Titans for the rest of his career if he can. I think Derrick Henry does too. But Sam, I, like, I didn't know what you were going to say, but you should trade Derrick Henry because. It's to improve the roster of the Titans, but I would go a step further is to improve the philosophy of the Titans. And you've got to do that. You can't keep playing Eddie George football. Eddie George is awesome. He is, but he was awesome in the 2000s. Derrick Henry is Eddie George. Like, I mean, he's a better version. He, he, he runs the same. He prevents quarterback play. And the Titans... They honestly, to, to give up Derrick Henry and to go get a quarterback or a better wide receiver to make your quarterback throw to him, that has more value in the long run to help your team. So, Sam, I, look, I, I can argue until I'm blue in the face, but I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, and Derrick Henry is the correct answer here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Bayard shelf life thing is an important piece of this as well. Like, we know he wants to be in Tennessee. We know that, like, in an ideal world, he's here long term. And I don't think there's any reason to believe Kevin Bayard doesn't have four or five years of, like, really good football left. He has always been the pinnacle of health. He is the leader of your defense. He, you know, is everything that Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams Strunk want in a Tennessee Titan uh, not to say Derrick Henry is not, but that is a guy that is doing it at a high level and will continue to do so. Derrick's on the expiring contract, and, and I do think there is something to the, you know, transforming the philosophy a little bit. Uh, but what I was going to say, Zach, was do not hear this chat and, and as coming for my throat saying the Titans need to trade away Derrick Henry. I was very adamant earlier in the offseason that they would be foolish to do so because as long as Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback this season, Derrick Henry needs to be your running back because uh, you don't have the wide receivers to play pass first. And if you're going to half compete, you might as well try and compete all the way. 
But if I am put in the situation, which the question prompts, which is I have to move one or the other because something needs to give with the salary cap to improve my roster, which is a real issue they're up against right now. I don't see how trading Bayard is more beneficial in any way than moving on from Henry would be like, it, it is the worst of two evil or, you know, whatever the better of two evils. Is that the phrase? I'm not lesser of two evils. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's where I'm at on it. I think, yeah, you made some great points. Well, and Ronald says, well, you know, he agrees on Henry, but who is the face of the Titans then? And that's a real other struggle. You're going to have to draft. Here's the other thing. If you don't have Henry, your offense is so damn bad that you're now probably going to pick in the top 10 next year. And maybe now you're punting. That, that was kind of my philosophy, and I hated to say that. I think Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill can win you seven to nine games to keep you from the top 10, right? This is yeah. a weird year. They won seven games, and they're picking 11, but there are also seven win teams that are picking 10 and nine, I believe. So, but Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, you're not going to win seven games. I think you're going to win five. And so if you're winning five or six, then you're picking in the top 10. And then, Sam, I don't mind you trading both of your future first-round picks for Caleb Williams or, or you know, another premier quarterback at the top of next year's draft, and you kick the can and you continue to build under Rand Carthon's philosophy. Do yeah. I think that Mike Vrabel and Carthon want to do that? No, I, I don't. And is there a way to bridge the gap with Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill and Kevin Byard? Yes, absolutely. You can bridge, but without Derek Henry, you're not winning a lot of games. Your offense is too damn bad. Yeah. I mean, who is the face of the Titans franchise? Like, I mean, the face of your team in Jeffrey the NFL Simmons. Today. I'll answer the question. The face well, of your franchise correct. is Jeffrey Simmons. The problem with that guys is the face of your franchise cannot be a defensive lineman. Even Aaron Donald is it not needs to the be a face. quarterback. It needs to be your quarterback straight up. Like your best player, the face of your franchise needs to be your quarterback. Unless you are the anomaly, which is the San Francisco 49ers, I guess that are a really good team that just have a bunch of good players and no yeah, they real got a like, bunch of faces though. Right. They've got, they've got Christian McCaffrey. Now they've got Debo Samuel. They've got George Kittle, which is a face. They've got Nick Bosa. I mean, those are premier guys. You can't go down the roster in the list of the Tennessee Titans and list those. Even Aaron Donald, when they won the Super Bowl, had Cooper Cup, who was lighting the world on fire. Odell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford, who had just gotten traded and was a household Stafford's, name. Jalen Ramsey, right? right? Like they had had, they had had, they had the same roster that I just described the 49ers. Where without Derrick Henry, where do you go outside of Jeffrey Simmons? Well, nobody, but like, I'll the, wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the face of the, my point being in that whole deal is yes, it is Jeffrey Simmons. The face of your franchise in today's NFL needs to be your quarterback. And if it's not your roster is probably not good enough because the quarterbacks that are good enough, are synonymous with their team. I think of the Cincinnati Bengals. I see Joe Burrow. I see, the Philadelphia Eagles have great player after great player after great player. I see Jalen Hurts. Same thing with Mahomes. Same thing with Allen. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Same thing even with Lamar Jackson, as long provided he is still on the Baltimore Ravens. The top quarterbacks in the game are the faces of their franchise, and there's not too many good Super Bowl contending teams that don't have a QB as their figurehead. So that is the ultimate point around the Titans is you think of the Titans right now, you think of Derrick Henry, he's gone. You probably think of Jeffrey Simmons or, or Ryan Tannehill or whoever, but you need to have a quarterback be the guy that leads this next era of Titans football. Yeah. And what you don't want is let's see if I can find it. NWI being plastered all over the outside of the new stadium. If NWI is a player that is on the side of the stadium, tough scene. Uh, thank I don't you. think he is right now, but you, I mean, you make a couple no, moves. I, I know. Without Derrick Henry, you can't put him. What are you going to do? You know, uh, Chig's going to be up there. 
How many are we talking? How, how many do we get? How many do we get up there? Well, they'll consolidate. They used to put like three up per pillar. Now it will be you know just Traylon Burks because they don't have the guys. <laughs> yeah, you got to do, I guess it's Tannehill at Simmons. You could do Harold Landry. You paid him a big deal. You do Bayard. You do Burks. You do Chig. Aziz is on like a one-year deal. No, you don't do Aziz yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Imani Hooker. I mean, he's on a nice contract. We paid oh, him. Where are we at, guys? Imani yeah. Hooker doesn't need to be on the side of the damn building. On the billboards. On the billboards after I leave the stadium while I'm driving on the highway. There's that one that's like Tennessee Tough or whatever, and you see all like the – See all the best players up there. Maybe shout out. maybe we'll get NWI on that on that billboard next shout year. Shout out to Glorecco who didn't comment but just donated a a Coca Cola right there, one dollar right there. So but look, we we try to keep track as best we can of our of our lunchbox box money. Let's talk about this before we get to shade, and that is. What are the value of these guys? This is, I think, the hardest question. We had a really hard question, but I, there is no basis of like, what does a team think they would give up for Derrick Henry? What does a team think that they would give up for Kevin Byard? So let's play that game. But first, Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Visit boneandjointtn.org. That's their website. Uh, whenever you get hurt in life, you know what you have to do. You know who you need to turn to. That's the Bone and Joint Institute. They're located in Franklin with over a dozen specialists who can help you through any type of injury at any time. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility on campus to assist in your recovery, and their facility is as convenient as it gets because it's all under one roof, all in the same building. I'm talking a clinic, testing, imaging, surgery, rehab, no driving point A to point B to point C to go and do your appointments or get your care, all in the same place at the Bone and Joint Institute out in Franklin, so schedule an appointment. You go to boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You see that right there. Bonus code ATOZ Sports are the king of the sports book. They got you covered when it comes to betting. Bonus bets up to $1,000 for new users if you use that promo code. All right, Sam, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. What we asked is, what is the trade value of Derrick Henry and Kevin Byard? And Jay says Henry has no trade value at this point. Kyle says late second to third round pick. Third for Derrick Henry, second for Kevin Byard. No more than a third round pick. Talk about uh, Derrick Henry. Third and a fifth from Eric. Like the value of this, we're not going first round pick. That's not the value, which I appreciate the chat. The chat is smarter than that. I, I didn't expect. The chat is smart. They're not, they're educated on, on this. They sometimes say some stupid stuff, but as a whole, as a whole, I trust this chat to make informed decisions, right? They're, they're not just throwing out wild numbers. Where are we? Because you've got, let's try to do this as an exercise. Derrick Henry has an expiring contract, but is valuable to certain teams. Kevin Byard has more of a long-term deal now, there's a lot more money on the books because there's $13 million in base salary, I believe. Let me check this real quick because I, I looked it up. Um, $13.6 million in 2023, $13.6 million in 2024. He's 29 years old, too. You got to look at Bayard and, and where Derrick Henry is as well, who is 29. They play two different positions of you know lasting. Where... What's the value of Derrick Henry? Let go with the the most that a team you think would give up for Henry. I think if you get really lucky, it's a third rounder. I, I probably place a fourth round value on him. I, I think is like what I keep kind of coming back to. Maybe a bidding war makes a team give you a three for him. Like, you know, just trying to make sure they get the deal done. But I, I think a four is the ultimate value that I would place on Henry and you might be able to sneak in a late third, but that is kind of what I think you can get for him. Um, Let me stop you there before you yeah. get fired. I, I think it is the cusp. I think that you could get, here's my justification. 
I think you could get a a late third round pick from a team ready to win that is picking later in that third round to maybe make the move to justify it, to get them over the hump, to say this third round pick is going to be a center piece to winning a Super Bowl next year. That's where I think you could justify a third round pick. I think conceptually it's a fourth, but I think you could get a third. Yep, that's exactly where I'm at. And it depends on, you know, what the market is, right? Like how many teams have genuine interest as the draft approaches and how well Rand Carthon can sell legitimate interest from, you know, another team saying, hey, you're going to miss out on this guy if you don't, you know, jump in at the end of the third round or or, or give us, you know, may, maybe a team has two picks and it's pick 86 versus pick 99 and they're saying you know hey you go from 99 to 86 the deal's yours if not he's going to miami he's going to buffalo or whoever um that'll be interesting to see how that would would play out should they decide to go that route before we move to buyer malka if you're getting that is it worth it for the titans you also have to figure out if it's worth it yeah which this has been the reason that i've been anti-trade henry in general while I think he is the smarter of the two to move on from, I personally don't believe a late third or a fourth is worth the fallout. Like if the goal is to win in 2023, the goal is to be competitive this year. I personally don't believe that pick is worth not having Derek on the roster. Um, if it was a second rounder, it's a different kind of story, but you're talking late third or fourth round. Probably not, in my opinion. But I mean, who knows? I'm like you said, expiring contract with a lot of money. So you know, maximizing and getting something for that might be a priority to the Titans. All right, Bayard. I think you can get a two and a late pick. I think you can get a couple picks for him. He is one of the better players at his position. He has more than one year of control left. So like, it's not like a one and done type deal. You're trading for two years of elite safety play. Um, I think you get a second round pick, maybe a future five, like that's kind of just spitballing, but I think you can get decent value for Kevin Byard on two picks and as high as a second round pick. Yeah. I'm with you on the second. I don't think he yields a first, even though he's a future. I mean, he's a great solid player. He's a leader. He is not a locker room disruptor. He's actually glue within the locker room. He's a stand-up guy. He's going to bring tons of value, stability, leadership. I mean, he, he, you know, uh, turnover ability. Um, it would be, I think what you could do, like teams Teams at the high end of the very first round, if you're trading up to get a quarterback, don't value Derrick Henry. The Cardinals don't value Derrick Henry. The Cardinals could, uh, and I I don't even know because of Buda Baker and stuff, I don't even know if they would value Kevin Byard, but maybe you could find a team if, if quarterbacks fell and the Titans were training up from 11 to like, I don't know, nine with the Bears. The Bears are keep moving back or or seven or eight. Then you could throw in Kevin Byard so you don't have to give up maybe a future first round pick or future compensation. Maybe it's not see, that much, but yeah. No, I mean I could see that. Uh, I I think, you know, the reason the reason I gave it the the second round and an additional pick is because I do think Byard brings like you could make an argument he is first round valuable, but I don't think a team actually gives up a first round pick to go get him. Uh, so what do you do when a guy has first round quote unquote value, but nobody wants to part ways with the first round pick that they have a fifth year option on in order to go get a guy? Well, maybe it's a second rounder and then, you know, a, a later pick to uh, spice things in. But yeah, I think. That'll be interesting with both of these guys, with Henry or Bayard. If the Titans do decide to trade them, how do they do it? Is it trading them just for a pick straight up to trade into, you know, round two or round three or round four, whatever it is? Or is it a complementary piece to preserve future assets in a trade up in the draft um, and seeing what kind, like how little damage you can take to your draft capital 
while also making a move for the guy that you want. That'll be yeah. fascinating because. Yeah. I No, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, Jacob brings up, do, you know, you don't value him, but want to pretend other teams are going to trade assets for him. The clear answer is, is that the Titans hold on to both of them. I think that is more likely. I think yeah. Sam thinks that is more likely. But because of what has been said over the last couple of months regarding Byard and, and Henry, the conversation is justified. And, and I want to get to this point before you respond to that. Is David Brown saying the Falcons move up from 11 to, to 8? I gave out a scenario because David and Sam and everybody else, you have no effing clue, and me, I'll include this, I have no effing clue what's going to happen in the draft quarterbacks could fall the commanders could be threatening to trade up from 16 to 8 to take anthony richardson you don't, right and the titans have got to try to move up from 11 to outbid them i mean you have no idea and the falcons are willing to move down because they're still in rebuild like you have no clue so Look, I, I threw that out there just candidly but because you can't no yeah i i like Right, we look at the last time the draft had this many this many quarterbacks right at the top of the draft. It was 2021 where you had Trevor Lawrence, you had Zach Wilson, you had Justin Fields, you had uh, Mac Jones. I believe those were the were those the four in that class and Trey Lance. So five in the first round that ended up going. And what happened? So you went quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Picks started happening. Justin Fields and Mac Jones were falling and still on the board. You got to the number 10 overall pick and Chicago said from, I believe they were at like 14 or 15. They said, well, we didn't think we'd be in a position to go trade for Justin Fields, but he's here at 10. We can move up to 10 for a reasonable price and go and get our guy. The draft, a lot of weird things can happen as some of these players that you kind of assume are going to go at the top of the draft start to fall back teams like the commanders or like that don't necessarily have a plan to be in the quarterback market could find themselves in the quarterback market because the trades become more realistic. So, yeah, I mean, those are um, all of that is important to keep in mind. Like who knows when these guys are truly going to go. Cause we've started to hear everything from, you know, first four picks are all going to be QBs to now Adam Schefter saying, hey, this run on quarterbacks might not happen until way later. We might get to the 10th pick or 11th pick, and the Titans could take Anthony Richardson there. Who knows? Uh, but to go back to the comment earlier about, um, you know, what is most likely, I am with you. I, I think it is most likely that the Titans don't necessarily trade either of these guys on draft day or at all. But the conversation is not going away because the cap issues aren't going away and their salaries aren't changing. So until you see something about, you know, Derek Henry, you know, has restructured his contract or Kevin Byard has taken a pay cut or, or whatever it might be. These are the issues that the Titans are going to have to face in the coming weeks. And something is going to have to give as Jeremy Fowler said, and then Kane real quick to wrap things up here says swap KB for Baker and a fourth, with the next two number one picks and move to third and get a QB. Uh, do you understand what trade package he's talking about here? I, I'm like saying Buda Baker. Yeah. So KB for Buda Baker and a fourth round pick and then trade your next two ones to move to third. Oh, so Ke I think he's saying Kevin Byard pick 11 and I don't a think future you're one. trade a contract, like Kevin Byard contract for a Buda Baker contract. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. I mean, I, right idea right like i mean you try and replace a guy with another need and you know work it into but i don't deal, think but... they want to replace kevin byard they would want to replace kevin byard right. to get they'd have to justify him another way look i i appreciate the creativity though i mean there we go well let's let's get creative on shade we need to move forward uh, with shade we're going to talk a little reality television uh as we uh move on to our final segment of this show Sam, I got to tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com has your perfect make and model, including the Palisade full-size SUV with third-row seating, the Ionic, which is battery-powered, and the other fleet, fleet of vehicles that are fuel-efficient. 
It's the Sonata, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That is WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is a first bet offer that you can get with the sign-up code of ATOZ Sports. ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, basically as risk-free as it gets right there, you can get some money back. Uh, that's the best way to get involved with the sports betting season and make sure you're doing so on the King of Sportsbooks. So BetMGM, BetMGM.com, and ATOZ Sports is the bonus code. Yep, and also when you go to a, uh, to BetMGM, make sure that you visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 year or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications, eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only Re- rewards issued with non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from research from problem gambling support. Call the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. Let's get to throwing shade. It's time. All right, Sam, start us off with shade. Let's get through this and then uh, we'll go to the chat and then we'll finish with, uh, with my shade. All right. Couple quick shades real quick. First shade is on you, Zach, because I remember our last Memphis Grizzlies conversation that we had, and you were disrespectful to my boy, Jaron Jackson, Jr., the defensive player of the year. And he's been balling in the he balled out in game one. So real quick. In a what? Moment. In a what? In a loss. In a what? In a loss. In a, in a big loss. fat F and L. And at the end of the game, this man just starts th- chucking up threes right. <laughs> from the Grizz logo. Gets gets blocked for the Lakers to go on a run to blow their ass out. The Grizzlies. Spoken like look, somebody that I, had. I don't spread. hate the Grizzlies. Let me let me say this. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is trashola and. He's not going to lead them to the promised land, especially with John Morant out. So don't give me that in a big fat L. You can't sit here and say how good, look, Dame time. Dame time, he gets L's, right? He's not in the, the playoffs. But Jared Now Jackson you're coming Jr. for my boy Damian Lillard? Now you're coming for Lillard. Uh, I'm going to have to clip that. We'll see what happens. No, the rest I don't of the way, mind but... Damian Lillard. I mind Jaron Jackson Jr. Guys, the trash. trashola. That's going to be a clip on Twitter uh, when Jaron. Well, yeah, when the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies get swept or you know, lose in five. Well, we're going to find know, out, right? No John Morant in game two. We're going to find out just how much they're going to uh, they're going to lose home court advantage in the first round against an experienced Lakers team. Like D'Angelo Russell has experience, and whether you like it or not, LeBron James and Anthony Davis have won a championship together. And watch out for AR fifteen, my man. Because he is lights out. He has been lights out. Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, it is two evils in my life. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers playing each other. It's, it's difficult to root for either one of those teams for me. But I do support Jaron Jackson at all points in time. <laughs> Number two, shade on Draymond Green because he's up to Draymond Green antics. What he did to DeMontis Sabonis. I mean, I mean, that's Draymond being Draymond. Uh, you know, one game suspension isn't isn't enough. Like, what are we doing? We we are in 2023, still stomping on dudes' ribs and like injuring them in the middle of a playoff game. I get that he's the enforcer and he's the pest. I've had it. I'm tired of watching him. The Kings are America's team. Golden State needs to get swept out of town. Number three is on myself for television because I went years, Zach, uh, refusing to watch. And undermining one of the greatest television shows in the history of television. And I have started it over the last couple of weeks and I am flying through episodes. I'm talking Breaking Bad because I've gotten into Breaking Bad. I'm in the Bad. same boat. I've never seen it. And that is my fault. And I I've would had, love to get into it. It's just my time. Well, that was what my deal was. I've had people telling me, hey, man, you got to watch it. You like movies. You love well-written TV. You like good acting. Like, this is for you. You will love it. And I said, I'm not looking for a long-term commitment up to a television show. That's why I like reality TV so much. It is, you know, on demand, can watch as much or as little of it as I need to. One season, I'm in and out. 
But, you know, a lot of episodes of television, I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah, If that's what I'm doing in my free time, what do I do outside of that? Like, I don't know how those two things, I have regretted none of it. I started it. I think I've already wrapped season three. I have literally been flying through it and highly, highly recommend. So shade on to myself for taking this long to watch Breaking Bad. All right, that's good shade. Let's go to the comments, then we'll get to my shade, and then we'll wrap up. Orlando's throwing shade. There's baseball shade, right? Guy stinks. He does stink. Marcelo Zuna does stink. He is very, very bad. <laughs> very bad. Bad person, bad player. He's not doing anything for the Like, what is the like about Marcelo Zuna? Nothing. That's a good shade. Uh, Big Ten Jeff throwing Big Ten shade. Uh, shade on Tom Luganville. A fan asked him about a ranking of a high school prospect and responded with typical Ohio State fan. No wonder people uh, think y'all are crybabies. Like, dude, he was just asking for a reasoning. And you attacked an entire twi- fan base on Twitter. Do better. Uh, I'll give a little golf clap to old Tom Luganville right there for uh, hating on Ohio State fans. Uh, shade on you guys for making us play these cruel games, choosing Kevin Byer or Derek Henry. I told MB it was going to be a tough day. Sorry about that, but it was a good show. Uh, let's see here. Jacob says, uh, shade on his, uh, this is Rottweiler. I I have an affinity for Rottweilers. I feel like they are, like they get a bad rap. I feel like good like lovable Rottweilers are like the best, but he's saying for being a jerk, he was messed up when I got him. He's currently attending two week doggy boot camp to try to get him right. $200 per day. That is tough. And Jacob, right? Like it, it's tough when you get a dog that is already predisposed to like fighting or something abuse or whatever. I don't even know if that's the case, but to get them on the right. And so uh, we applaud you for uh, helping change your Rottweiler and your dog's life. Uh, throwing shade on the loser sons fan who got ran up on Russell Wilson, uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, uh, talking all the trash. Russ went up into how his- do we feel about that? How do we feel like because I get it, but Russell Westbrook, we're going to a suite at halftime. Yeah, I, I, I dislike Russell Westbrook more than I lo- dislike R- Jaron Jackson Jr. And that's saying a lot because you guys know how I feel yeah, about you, Triple J. You he have to drop the West Brick in there. <laughs> he is whiny. And I can't stand people that get in their feels. Like, they get in their emotions. And Russell Westbrook is, is one of those type of guys. I Like, you can attack me all you want. I'm going to fight fire with fire, but I'm not going to – take it personally and then go get this guy out of the game he's been talking bad like that's not gonna happen like grow up you're a grown-ass man so that's fair I I think that is not a very endearing quality of Russell Westbrook right now like he he gets so sensitive about the Westbrook thing like my man everybody gets trash talked everybody's got to deal with it maybe make some more shots and then like you know people will stop calling you that here we go a couple quick ones before you get to mind uh jonathan says shade on people who drive in the fast lane five miles per hour over the limit some of us are really trying to break the law John <laughs> says, try throwing shade at a to z fans who don't like the discussion and want to talk crap like they decide the topics that's fair you know it's the chat so like yeah, there's there's give and take there. Matt Moy says shade on Lance Lynn for costing me uh, his parlay last night, even though he's a Phillips Stop. fan, couldn't use that money. Stop! Uh, oh, you have to bring up the I. Well, well, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Jason says shade on front row stoplight drivers. You have an obligation to pay attention to the light if you're on the front row. Get off your phones and get out of uh, your uh, noses. Throwing shade on grown men watching reality TV, especially Love is Blind. Good Lord, come on, Zach. All right, I'll make mine short and sweet because we have taken this show. It's been a great show. It's been a lot, a lot of, a lot of good topics on this show. So I admit, I, I do watch Love, Love is Blind. I've been watching Love is Blind over the last several seasons. And I'm entertained by these, and I'm just going to call them like they are. They're mediocre people. Like they are desperate, mediocre people that have gotten to a place in their life that they, for my entertainment, be it, but they've gotten to a place where they have got to go blindly, just throw spaghetti at a wall and see if it sticks. Now we'll find out if it, if it really does stick over the course of time. And there are some couples that I do believe will maybe work out. But my problem is not with the concept of the show. 
My problem is not with the cast of the show. It's not how Irina treated Zach, or it's not that Micah got left at the altar. Spoilers, sorry. But uh, it is about who the host of the show is. Okay? Fire these people. Fire both of them. You don't like right immediately now. Nick Lachey and his wife. And his wife is you, dreadful. You his don't like wife the is, is horrible. Yeah. I don't have a problem necessarily with Nick Lachey. You know, he's in 98 degrees. He's not a great host. He doesn't own the room. But Vanessa, his wife, needs to kick bricks. She's <laughs> Like, I have never seen a host that is worse at her job than she is. I mean, she's just trying to make it about herself. She blabs. She has her opinion about these people. It's about the people. It's not about you, Vanessa. And she makes these weird weird facial expressions that make you want to go jump off a cliff. They need to be fired. That's what I'm calling for. And my problem is, I don't know this is, but I feel like sometimes they have the hosts as executive producers so they've got some scratch in the show. And once the show, show becomes popular, you can't kick them off. And I feel like this is kind of where we are in this show. But the worst part of the show, which is a terrible show, right? It's a it's it's bad it, television. It's but bad it's television. television. Well, I, I don't I'm not here to say that I'm like an awesome television washer and everybody else sucks. It's bad television. But the hosts are the worst part of the show. And that needs to be changed. It needs to be changed immediately. Okay? That's my shade. Are you a member of Bachelor Nation? This is an interesting question. If you like the reality romance stuff, have you gotten into that I, at all? I am not. I watched a couple of seasons early on, and then it just became exhausting. Because I'll be honest, all those That's guys are D-bags. And I cannot, I'm not saying that these other people aren't, but those guys are losers. They're doing that, and they're not, like, real and authentic. And I feel like yeah. reality television is not real and authentic, but those guys are just trying to improve, improve, uh, like impress other people, impress other guys, impress, obviously, the girl. And they're losers. And so I, I have a tough time watching a group of that losers. Now, the, the women are funny on, I guess, I guess it is The Bachelor, the Bachelorette is tough because I can't watch all those lose, loser dudes. The Bachelor is different because when, the women are entertaining. Like, that they actually cast, could be funny. They cast such a perfect blend of, like, there's, like, four really good guys that are qualified. Then there's, like, eight guys that are just completely cringe. And then there's your D-bags that are just, like, everything they say makes you want to puke. But they always keep them around to the end to make it interesting. They do a nice job of the casting. You've got a little bit of everything. I've watched a few seasons of it before. So, uh, that is the show. That is enough reality te te television talk. Great show, Sam. Enjoyed it. And we'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning. Make sure that you like the show before you go, though. If it was a good show, in your opinion, like the show. If it was a bad show, like the show. Just like the show, <laughs> right? Uh, like the show before you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and all of our other socials. We got great Great content going out on A-to-Z-Sports.com, including our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, writing articles with all of our other writers. And we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Adios.